Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Because We Went to Therapy podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Ashley. And today we have a, a just a me and Ashley episode, and we're going to be talking about what it feels like to quote unquote feel behind in life. But before we get into that, we wanted to go back to a segment we introduced, I think it was a couple episodes ago, but our pop culture mental health moment of the week. And of course, we felt like we needed to talk about what Kim K said in her Vanity Fair magazine. I'm sure you have all seen the the video. And if not, you've definitely seen the memes. Mm -hmm. Um, Ash, do you have the quote? (laughs) She basically said, uh, I have the best advice for women in business. Get off your fucking ass and do the work. I feel like nobody wants to work anymore. Which, I mean, it's just, I love the Kardashians, I'm going to be honest, I always have. I've watched Keeping Up since the beginning, but it was just such an ignorant thing of Kim to say, don't you think? Because she was born into wealth and privilege, and it's not that people don't want to work in the current climate, it's that people don't want to work for shit money or shit benefits and work their life away which nobody is saying that kim doesn't work hard i think it's pretty obvious that she does with all the different ventures that she has and she has four kids and i'm sure she spends a ton of time at work but she also has you know nannies and chefs and personal trainers and people that can help her out with all these different things which 99.9 percent of regular people don't have so I was just shocked that she would say something like that because what what prompts you <laughs> to say something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I just felt like it was a very ignorant comment and it was funny because Courtney was like, yeah, that's so true. And then like yeah. two years ago, she was like, working's not my priority right now. So it's just like, I, just right. like a, I don't like the Kardashians because they promote all kinds of negative things in in my opinion again just my opinion but I'm not a fan of them because I don't like what they put out about bodies and food and looks and all that stuff but what I really appreciated about the response to Kim K's um ignorant statement was that people came back at her in a respectful way being like Kim like obviously they don't know if like she saw this but other than the memes a lot of people I was reading this one and I wish I remembered who I was reading this one but she's a black woman and she's been in business for years and she posted on Instagram about basically letting Kim in on the realities of what it's like to be a regular American and a regular working mom and the funniest part of that she was like people don't want to work dot 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 yeah no shit yeah (laughs) most people do not live to work and something that um really resonated with me in this instagram post was that she said even people who love their jobs would rather be doing anything else some days and as someone who loves their job i can absolutely relate like i love my job and i'm so lucky to be in the presence of helping people heal and at the same time there's some days where i want to do absolutely nothing yeah, I still show up and work, right? Because that's my job. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just, it. there was so much to her comment that I just feel like she should not have said that. And then she should have also came back and been like, oh, you know what, that was not the best thing to say. But that's my problem with the Kardashians that they have no self-awareness. And so yeah. that's, I'm like, I'm fine if you want to like get nose jobs or if you want to like promote plastic surgery, but just like be honest about it. Like 
Khloe Kardashian is people say they want to be thin, but then they like eating a tub of ice. Khloe, girl, stop. You don't know what you're talking about. So right. I'm not gonna, okay, my rant with the Kardashians is over. <laughs> but <laughs> No, that's definitely true. There's a ton of nuance to it because Kim never backtracked and never apologized. She actually kind of doubled down. And I know her publicist was on Instagram saying like she fully supports what Kim was saying and no one's saying that Kim or her family doesn't work but she grew up rich Mm -hmm. she went to a private school in Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. like she's becoming a lawyer but she's doing it with private tutors so she doesn't have to go to like regular university or schooling like the rest of us would have to so it just everything that she does in her businesses and her personal life is custom fit to her schedule which the rest of us we have to work on other people's schedules and also like you were saying earlier if you say that you like to work like you're lying I'm I don't know anyone that likes to work and like you said if you love your job that's great but nobody really wants to do that all the time nonstop. everybody needs their downtime to do the activities that they enjoy to rest to you know just not be quote on at work so i don't know you're really lucky that you like your job because i feel like probably less than five percent of people i know can actually truly say that but like you said even if you do love your job it's not like you don't need breaks and time off everybody needs Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely everybody needs that and not everyone wants to go to work every single day or Monday through Friday or however many days they have to work and some people have to navigate childcare without the privilege that Kim Kardashian has and um, I don't know if any of you have watched Yellow Jackets but I highly recommend that show it's kind of a mind fuck but it's definitely worth it (laughs) and one of the characters actresses from the show Melanie Linsky she won a award over this past weekend and she literally her acceptance speech was thanking her nanny because she was like I could not do this without my nanny and I recognized that and she literally her entire speech was thanking her nanny and I just thought that was so amazing because there's nothing against having nannies or having the privilege to have a nanny right that's awesome if you can I mean I was a nanny for a year right so Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it or having the ability to have that but just admit it right like talk about the privilege that you have in being able to do that right because not everyone can do that Mm -hmm. and I will say I have seen some responses to Kim's comment that I disagree with that are pretty misogynistic like oh she got famous because she was in a sex tape or whatever which it's like that's not really relevant i mean she was rich before her dad was wealthy he was oj's lawyer she grew up with privilege like she had that before and obviously just like catapulted that further after the situation with ray j and then getting their own tv show so they definitely capitalized on that but to me it's like two very separate things Like, it's not like she never Mm -hmm. worked after that or never, you know, she started Skims, which I actually love Skims because they, like, all their garments are so, so comfortable. But, yeah, no one's to say that she didn't work. So I just, there's definitely 
a lot of nuance to it and two sides to it because some people are making ignorant comments in response and it's like let's mm -hmm. get to the root of the problem here which is yeah. classism and this statement right right yeah no one's saying she didn't she doesn't work hard they're just saying let's recognize like you said the privilege that exists to be able to sell skins to millions of people that are going to buy it because you're kim kardashian right where somebody mm -hmm. else might start a undergarment uh, line or a pajama line or whatnot and not have the success that she has and so yeah it's it's not about her not working hard it's just about what's underneath and yeah i don't appreciate the misogynistic comments of course because uh, who cares if like she made a sex tape and that's how she right. got more more famous right like it's there's a lot right, of like someone violated her privacy and it came out right. so i mean she capitalized on the moment good for her She's a woman in yeah. business. She did the fucking work. Maybe yeah. if you had a business that you were passionate about, you would know what it's like, but you don't. <laughs> well, working is just not my priority right now, okay, Kim? You're right. <laughs> I mean, there's a million comments from Keeping Up with the Kardashians that we could throw back at it, like the Literally. if you had a business. And it, yeah, lots of contradictions in there. But hopefully she addresses the backlash in a future interview i know she's done a couple since then and she didn't talk about it at all so hopefully she's able to kind of walk it back and realize and learn from this moment absolutely and that's why I, I was saying i appreciated the respectful responses to what she said they were just trying to educate her on what it's like to be a average american um but yeah so we want to get into our topic of the week, which is what I mentioned earlier about falling behind in life. And speaking of privilege, I want to acknowledge that when we talk about this, I don't want to speak for you, Ashley, but I feel like I'm at a space in my life where I do have things figured out. Like I'm in a career that I love. I'm about to get married in a couple of months. So I do feel like I'm in a good place, but that was not always the case. But I do want to mm -hmm. recognize that where I am at now is very different than where I have been. And I want to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would absolutely say the same thing for myself. I'm probably in the best place that I've ever been currently with my job and relationships and all that good stuff. And I did grow up extremely privileged, like had everything that I could ever want in terms of not just experiences, but also education and things like that. So I definitely recognize that that's not the case in everybody's life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Look at us being self-aware queens. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all no. about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, so we kind of talked about this on our first ever episode of the podcast about um, feeling behind in life. And then with our episode with um, Divya Robin, we talked a little bit about feeling behind in life and taking a gap year. But if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and do it. I know, just kidding. But um, I'll give you a little bit of a recap on my story is that I moved to Arizona two days after college graduation. I had just gotten out of a really unhealthy relationship and I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do and so I moved here and I started nannying and took a gap year. I was like I literally moved in with my parents too which I feel like now because of the pandemic that's a little bit less stigmatized but I feel like when I graduated college like I was trying so hard to 
I was doing a couple of things. I was applying to schools because I knew I wanted to go to grad school, but then I was also applying to jobs because I wasn't 100% sure. So it was a really stressful senior year. I was also dealing with a really bad breakup, so not a great moment in my life. And I remember talking to our friend Courtney, and we were trying to live downtown Chicago, but neither of us had jobs. We're like, oh, we'll just, like, figure it out. Like, we'll be bottle girls if we have to. Like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's like, thinking, we've talked about this, but so thinking back on it, like, that was not realistic. And that's, I think, why we both had to admit to each other one day that, like, yeah, I'm moving home. Courtney's like, yeah, I'm moving home, too. And it was like, okay, cool. So we're not. <laughs> so we agree. Yeah. We're not just both going to move to Chicago with no job and, like, pay, like, $2,000 in rent. Like, that's not happening. But, yeah, I moved to Arizona, and I started nannying. And it was kind of a hell of a year, not going to lie. But, Ash, you want to give us a little bit of your background before we get into that? Yeah, so Emily and I, if you didn't hear in previous episodes, we went to college together at the University of Illinois, and basically, to sum it up, like, I had no idea what I wanted to do in college. I went to a really, really small high school. My graduating class was, like, 50 people. There just wasn't a lot of different careers that I saw around me on a day-to-day basis. It was basically, like, you know, you're a lawyer or a doctor or a business person or a farmer or, you know, just like the very stereotypical jobs that you see. There was no nuance to it. And going into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was constantly feeling behind, especially freshman year of college when I was trying to rush a sorority and everyone's talking about they're like from the same high school or from the Chicago suburbs and they have a certain major that they want to do. And I was undecided. I was from this town. Nobody had ever heard of in their life. I didn't know anyone. So I already felt super behind my freshman year. And then, which is crazy because you're literally 18 years old. Like I know. I know. I know. And that's the thing is we expect 18 year olds to figure out what they want to do with their life. That's, insane i mean most people even later in life don't know exactly what they want to do they might have it a little bit more figured out but people change careers all the time or at least have the desire to change their career Mm -hmm. all the time so eventually sophomore junior year i declared my major i was a food uh, business major and basically i just did that because i didn't know what else i wanted to do graduated and moved to Omaha, Nebraska after college to work for the railroad, had nothing to do with my degree, hated it, but I felt almost more ahead in life because I was like the one of the first ones in our friend group to have a salary job and I, you know, was moving states to a place that I had never been before, so I kind of felt like I you know, was ahead in that way, but can we, can we talk about that for a second? The fact that how hard it is when you graduate college and all of your friends are doing different things because I moved to Arizona and started nannying and that I had some shame around that, right? Mm -hmm. Being like, I'm, I have a college degree and I'm nannying and I can recognize now that there's nothing wrong with nannying. Like if that's your career, it's an amazing career, but I had that internalized fear that that wasn't what you're supposed to do when you have a college degree and Ashley mm-hmm. had a job uh one two of our friends were going to uh law school slash grad school and Courtney was figuring it out so it was just like 
being in that space when your friends are navigating different things, it's really hard because that comparison is really, really real. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the funny thing was, is that I was miserable in my job. I absolutely hated it. I was so stressed all the time. I was like crying every day. And eventually I quit that job, moved home back to Illinois with my parents to the small town, was like so depressed, like worst time of my life. Had to start going to therapy multiple times a week like trying to figure out my job felt like I was at square one and I ended up then being long distance with my boyfriend. So it was just like everything in my life was blowing up and I didn't have a job for like 12 months at the time, which is a really, really privileged thing that I was able to stay home and had the money and the support to do so, which absolutely most people do not have. But I was so down, like I never wanted to leave the house. I never wanted to tell anybody, you know, a life update or, you know, the first thing people ask when you meet them is like, oh, what are, what do you do? Or mm-hmm. what are you doing? Or if you don't see somebody for a while, they ask, you know, how's work? And I'm like, well, I'm not working right now. Oh, why? Oh, because I fucking hated my job and I was depressed. It's like, that's not always an acceptable answer to some people. Right. And I kind of felt that same way too. When I was living in Scottsdale, so I was going out to try and meet new people and they'd be like, oh, what do you do? And like, luckily, like the temperature in Scottsdale is kind of like, oh, it's like party. Like you can kind of do whatever you want. I actually made friends with people that were still in college at ASU. So like that made me feel a little bit better, but definitely like talking to like older people and they'd be like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, nannying taking a gap year, trying to figure it out, right? Like there's stigma around that. And like, that sucks. And that's why we're talking about this, right? To try and break that stigma. And actually something that jumps out about what you were saying is that you did what you quote unquote should do and what you thought you should do and you weren't happy, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something I want to get into because I think that when I see this a lot in my work, and I think when we do what we're supposed to do based on society's timeline or based on what people expect from us, we sometimes, not all the time, of course, everyone's situation is different, but I think we end up more miserable than if we just would have given ourselves the time to figure it out and not base our life on shoulds, like the shoulds. There's a phrase in therapy called stop shooting on yourself, like stop shitting yeah. on yourself because when you get stuck, <laughs> when you get stuck in these shirts, they can really like control your life and that's not controlling your life in a good way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's something I struggled with because I was constantly thinking I should have this type of job or I should be making X amount of money. And that's what tripped me up for so long because I was constantly feeling like I couldn't find the job that I wanted. I was looking at all these jobs and applying to jobs almost every single day and interviewing with people. And I was just never excited about it because I wasn't interested in anything. Mm -hmm. And I kept feeling like, oh, well, I have to get a job. I have to work. And then interviewing for all these jobs. And I'm like, I'm going to do this the majority of my life and it's going to suck. So, of course, I have no enthusiasm about it. Right. So I think that's a big thing people struggle with, too, is feeling like they're behind because they're not at a certain place in their career or even just 
figuring out what they want to do, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you feel behind because you're like, oh, I actually, you know, I've been out of college for five years and I really don't like my job, but it's too late to, you know, go back and change it or go to grad school or do something else. And now I'm kind of stuck. And we put these self-imposed and culturally imposed timelines on our lives to, you know, you go to college at 18, you graduate at 22. And there was even a stigma I know about people that would take like an extra semester at college or take an extra year. Yeah, it's like, isn't oh, that crazy? you're a fifth year. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, who cares? But there was such a stigma like, oh, like they're taking a victory lap or something. It's like, who cares? Maybe they, must they be had. Done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, no, maybe they had, you know, whatever issue, like it doesn't even really matter. Maybe they were a triple major or something amazing. Right. Like it right. doesn't. Maybe they had a mental health issue and they had to take some time off like we don't know and we just immediately judged right we're like oh he's a fifth year oh she's a fifth year like Ooh. yeah you know it's like, like it's so cringy like they're dumb or they just want to stay and party and it's like no nobody's yeah. taking an extra fifteen thousand dollar loan <laughs> to just like hang out <laughs> yeah which we didn't we didn't even think about that when we're judging people in college but right yeah, it's it's so crazy. The I talked about this on the first episode, but these self I don't think they're self-imposed because I think they're so culturally and societally mm-hmm. imposed is that there's this expectation that if you're not doing that, I think especially for um women, right? Like when it comes to dating, it's like if you're single at a certain age, what's wrong with you? And I was mm-hmm. listening to Real Positive with Victoria Garrick and she had Chris Chris Stanton, aka Brock Your Body on. And she ended her relationship at 26, her engagement at 26. And she was contemplating it for four years about ending the relationship. But one of the reasons she, I know, one of the reasons she didn't, because she was like, I don't want to be single at 30. And now she's single at 30 and like literally, listen to the episode, it's amazing. But she's like, I'm literally thriving. And that's what I'm saying when I talk about like, she literally said that so many times. She's like, I should not break up with him because I don't want to be single at a certain age. And it's like these shoulds and like what you were saying about um, not feeling happy or not feeling excited about certain things, even though they're the things that we think we should do, I think is so real. And so many people experience that. And I know for me, like my gap year, like even though I was very deep in my eating disorder, but didn't know it, I had so much fun not having any Uh responsibilities, not being in a relationship for the first time in four years. Like it was, it was so much fun. I was literally... I'll admit I was partying a little too much, but (laughs) But it's okay. I mean, everybody has that time where they go a little wild, like doing whatever, whether it's partying Mm -hmm. or having downtime or whatever. And it's fine. No regrets. Exactly. And I, at the time I hated it, right? Like I thought I said this on an episode before, but I thought it was worthless because I didn't have an actual career. And it's like, now I can look back and reflect and be like, Honestly, that was so much fun. Like I really, I was living at home. So I was ma- actually making good money. And all I was doing was saving that and partying with my friends at ASU, which I mean, like, is pretty fun. Like, yeah, we went to a- I mean, you were 22. So exactly. it's not like you were 45, like <laughs> just living the college life. I mean, when right. you look back on it, it's like, why were we so hard on ourselves at like 21, 22? We were literal children. Little babies. Yes. Like, 
there's nothing wrong with that. But at the time, you feel like you're so behind because you see people updating their LinkedIn statuses all the time, like getting promotions, getting new jobs. You hear about, oh, I know this person from college is making, you know, $90,000. And it's like, okay, good for them. And that makes yeah. you feel bad about yourself in the moment. But it's like, are they happy? Do they like their job? And yeah, it's kind of sad looking back on it now, because I feel like within our friend group, a lot of us were really struggling individually with where we were at, but we didn't really talk about it or vocalize mm -hmm. it as much at the time. We were all just mm -hmm. kind of working through it on our own, which is definitely tough. So we want to normalize right. being able to talk about like, you know, feeling like you're not quote where you should be in life or even if you're just struggling what I noticed is now when I talk about it with people in their 20s like everybody's like that everybody feels like they're just faking it everybody feels like they're behind in at least one category because I mean we have ro romantic relationships we have school you know education career personal life everybody feels like they're behind not doing in enough. at least one area right exactly and it's like who are who is the benchmark here who is the person that we're comparing ourselves to I don't think there's even <laughs> like one person for all of us it's, it's all made up like I'm not trying to get like existential. it's all a social <laughs> construct everything actually, is made up but actually it's all made up this timeline right and it's a never um M never and never stop moving. I don't know what that phrase is like. Never. This ending. is a high thought. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> a, ne a never ending goalpost, right? Like the mm. goalpost is always moving because it's like, okay, you did this, now do this. I know in my field, it's like, oh, you only have a master's, go get a PhD, and it's like, no, I don't want to spend another four hundred thousand right. dollars getting a doctorate to make ten dollars more an hour. Like, no, sorry, like I love what I do and I can do it now, but there's there's always like this ladder that's you have to keep climbing until one day you just decide to stop. And I, and don't get me wrong, that's incredibly hard. And I think that that's the place where you can find acceptance with where you're at and with who you are. If you can come to this, come to this place where you tune out the noise. And I again, I know that's really hard, but I think for me, I really had to do that when deciding. Like, okay, what do you actually want to do? with your life, like sit down and really figure it out. You need to kind of calm down the partying because what actually do you want to do with your life? And for me, it was a little bit of tuning out that noise to be like, well, is there going to be stigma if I go to an online grad program? Is there going to be, um, do I need to go to the best school? Do I need to move back to Chicago? Like there was so much unknown and I really just had to tune out the noise in my parents of society of all these people telling me what to do or what they think I should do and do what felt right for me. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing is everybody has their opinions and they're just Everyone. projecting. It really has nothing to do with you. Like when I quit my job at the railroad, I had somebody that was related to me say like oh well if I was you I would have just you know stayed and stuck it out and I was like okay then you go fucking work there and be miserable <laughs> like what you don't have they don't have to live your life you have to live your life every day so mm -hmm. don't let mm -hmm. somebody tell you 
how to live your life because at the end of the day, you're the person that has to make yourself happy and make your life livable because if yeah. you're miserable every day, it's like, what's, what's the point? Exactly. And I was actually having this exact conversation with a client last week who is really struggling to decide what she wants to do with her life. And she's getting so much input from her parents and, you know, from all that societal conditioning we talked about. And I told her like exactly what you said is they're not the ones who have to live in your shoes. So if you do something based on what they want you to do, you're probably going to end up not loving it, right? Because it didn't come Mm -hmm. from a place of what you want. It came from a place of what you should do. And I know, I hope he's okay with me talking about this, but when I, like a couple months into meeting my fiance, he was so miserable at his job, but he felt like he couldn't quit because it was his second job already out of school and it was like less than two years. And I, I feel like, I I don't really know this because I'm not in the corporate world, but there's some stigma that like if you move jobs around too much like it's going to reflect poorly on you but he was so miserable working weekends working till like 7 p.m every night like it was taking such a toll on his mental health and so he finally had to quit and like find a new job but he had to deal with that like internal like and even some like you know comments from other people about like do I do this do I quit and risk like look you know quote unquote looking bad on my resume and like now he's in a job and he's doing really well so it's it again it just goes to show that like yes you have to work through this but you also have to tune out the noise to decide what's going to be best for you and your path whatever that path needs Mm -hmm, absolutely and I can definitely relate to that with my all of my experience essentially being in the corporate world post-grad because I would work with other people that were my same age, you know, early 20s. And I would tell, like, we were all miserable. We were all miserable together, but they were like, oh yeah, but I'm making good money. And I know that I could get promoted once a year and keep climbing this ladder. And oh, I've already been here X amount of years. Like I might as well stick it out. And I'm like, okay, but why? You hate your life 40 hours a week, every week. That's like the majority of your life. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just so afraid that I was going to get to retirement age and be like, what the hell was the point? Like I spent all this time hating my life all the time, which is such a privileged thing to say too, because I realized that most people can't just up and quit their jobs Mm-hmm. And I was in a position to be able to do so. And I still, I mean, I have multiple jobs now. I, I think so many people just are getting to the point, especially after COVID and after having quarantine and like working from home and working really, really stressful jobs and just being like, I don't like this and just I'm going to reevaluate. And I even know, I heard somebody say a comment a couple months back, somebody that has a young teenager and they're like oh yeah they just think that they're gonna be able to grow up and like make money on the internet one day like that's what everybody does now and I'm like well they can yeah maybe they can (laughs) right I'm like tons of people do that now just because it's not something that is normalized for your age group doesn't mean that you know let kids dream if they want to be a freaking tiktoker when they grow up like (laughs) whatever I'm maybe we should encourage it I don't know like let people do what they want to do and support themselves in doing so as long as it's a safe and 
you know, healthy medium to do so. And they're not hurting themselves or anybody else. Like, who cares if they're making TikTok dances and making money off of it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they're happy, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing. You have to tune out that noise, right? If Mm -hmm. people are telling you, oh, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or you should do this instead. It's like you have to tune that out and try it out, right? Because no one's going to say that, oh, yeah, you if you try this, you're immediately going to love it and it's going to be amazing because that might not be the case. And you might have to try out a couple of different things, which I know obviously is not always easy and it does take some privilege to be able to do that. But at the same time, if you get to a point where you are 20 years down the road and doing something that you don't like or doing something that doesn't fulfill you, whether that's a job or it's a relationship or it's something else in your life, then you're most likely going to have regrets. And like, I'm not just trying to sit here and be like, do this and you'll never have regrets because I feel like we're all going to have regrets. It's some aspect of our life. It's part of being human. But when it comes to like making decisions that could alter your life, tuning out the noise, that's, I mean, that's always the encouragement I give to my clients. Like if that's something you want to do or something you want to try, tune out the noise. It's tune out society's noise, tune out your parents' noise, tune out your friends if they're not supportive and do what is best for you even if you don't know what's Mm -hmm. best for you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a tough thing about secondary education is it does make it really hard at times to kind of pivot careers, especially if you work for four or five years to get this degree. And especially if it's really like a specialized type of degree, like say engineering or nursing. Education. Something that you're getting, right, exactly. Something that you're getting licensed in. And then you do it professionally for a couple of years and you're like, shit, I don't like this. Like I want to do something else. It is really tough. And there's a big barrier to entry to be able to pivot careers. If you want to do something that needs a different licensure or like, mm-hmm. for example, with myself, if I wanted to go back to school to study psychology, okay, well there's $120,000. Like that's not a decision that you can just make overnight. Right. So there is a lot of tough decisions that you have to make but I will say for myself I just took a lot of small decisions like for example when I was working my last corporate job at a food company I knew that I didn't like it and I knew okay like there's probably a max of like two or three years that I can stand being here and I gotta figure out something else although I had no idea what that something else was So I just started thinking about writing down, okay, what do I like to do in my free time? Well, I like to read books. So is there a way that I can like, do I want to do something in that space? Do I want to start writing? Do I want to work in publishing or something? Is that something, you know, just a general avenue that I want to explore? And I started going to the gym, which I had never done before. And luckily I started like falling in love with cycling and teaching. So that then became a second stream of income for me while I was doing my other job. And now that I'm fully into that, doing that multiple times a week, I'm getting certified in other types of, you know, fitness classes. For example, right now I'm getting certified to teach bar classes as well. So that kind of stemmed into other opportunities that I truly am interested in and we started this podcast like before we we talked about it forever 
And then we mm-hmm. finally just decided to kind of take the jump because we were afraid. We're like, what are people going to say? Is anybody going to listen? Is it going right. to be worth it? How much work is it going to be? I mean, we could go on and on forever, but we finally just text each other and we're like, let's freaking do order it. Like, let's just order the mics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's get on Amazon and just do it. So yeah. since we started the podcast, I uh, got accepted to a certain a certification program at the University of Pennsylvania in applied positive psychology, which is something one that I'm interested in. And two, it's a way that I can actually give back and help with the podcast as well, because I will be taking classes that are applicable to topics that we can be talking about. Cause of course it's psychology and mental health. So if you would have asked me mm-hmm. two years ago, like where I would have been in March, 2022, I would have no idea. So it really is a learning experience and you just have to take it one day at a time. And I would say start spending more time on like the things, if you can, on the things that you like to do and see if you can, you know, turn it into something else, which I'm not saying you need to monetize all your hobbies because I fully (laughs) believe you need to have a couple things that you just do for fun. Like you, like for me, I just read for fun. I'm not looking to write book reviews or anything (laughs) like that. Like I just need to have something that I can do and not have to worry about like a deadline attached to it. But, you know, if there is something that you're interested in doing, for example, I was talking to one of my friends this weekend and he has a full-time corporate job, but he has like 15 side jobs like he DJs weddings he bartends weddings he takes uh stats at basketball games and football games because he loves sporting events and he's like I love all of these side gigs that I do like hopefully one day I can make enough of an income off of that to quit my full-time job I'm like that's awesome and I feel like that's something that's really big in our generation M is like having multiple streams of income Mm-hmm. And it's more accepted maybe than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's a lot more opportunities out there. And what I was hearing as you were talking is that I think a lot of people go back to that, like, well, what would you tell like your 22 year old self or your younger self? And I think I would tell my 22 year old self to calm down. Like it's going to yep. be, it's going to be okay. You don't have to be in your dream job or your dream career you don't have to be in a relationship you don't have to do any of that like it's gonna work out of course like it takes work to get those things I'm not just saying like you can just you know wish for them and then it's gonna work out but I mean like when I met my current fiance neither of us wanted to be in a relationship right because I was like in such a good place it was like two three years after my breakup and I was in such a good place being single that it didn't feel like okay, I need to date him because I need to have a boyfriend. No, it was like, oh, I want to date him because I really like this person. And, you know, I I don't know how much you guys want to hear from us on this topic since we're both in a relationship and we both found our people at young ages. But when I was 23, like I wasn't looking for anything and I found somebody, right? But it doesn't mean that you are going to have that same path or that you need to have somebody at a certain age. And I know we just kind of segue from careers to relationships, but I feel like they're all so jumbled up and like what you should be doing in life. And um, again, just kind of going back to this, like, let's calm down when we're at such a young age and we're freaking out about 
what we are doing or what we're not doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like there's even an added difficulty layer for women when it comes to finding relationships and finding partners because there is that natural age where, you know, it gets harder to have children. So that's kind of like an added nuance that maybe men don't have because, you know, when you, especially I've noticed on social media, women talking about as soon as they reach 30, like I've seen multiple women starting to freeze their eggs because they're not in relationships. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't realize that you know, 30 seems so young to me, but I could see if you're 30 and you're not in a relationship and maybe you're not looking to be for a while wanting to take back control of that kind of reproductive aspect as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I think nowadays it's a lot more, um, I don't know what their word is, but people are having babies at later ages. And also a Mm -hmm. lot of women are opting not to have children too. And so I think Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of tuning out the noise because there's so much like, well, that's as a woman, you need to have babies. Like that's so like, that's ingrained in us from such a young age. And it's like, well, some people don't want kids and that's okay. Or some people like personally right now, I really want to focus on my career. And so I don't want children at this time. Right. But I, I do down the line, but you can decide what's right for you, whether it's to have kids or not to have kids, but the pressure to just date somebody, if that's one of your reasons or to date somebody, because like, there is that like crazy cat lady stigma that I think a lot yeah. of people have a lot of people have to navigate if they're single in their um, upper twenties or thirties. And like, there's like Carissa Stanton was saying on the podcast today, like she's the happiest she's ever been at 30 and single. And I think that's amazing that she's talking about that because I think people have this stigma that like, when you get to a certain age, not even about kids, but just when you get to a certain age, it's like something wrong with her for not. Right. Like why are they single? Yeah, except that stigma does not exist for men. Like, a ba- right? Like, I know men are bachelors at thirty. They're like, oh, damn, I know. Single? Like, like if for example, if you watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, it's definitely been the contestants have been getting younger and younger and younger. Like, there's multiple 21, 22 year olds on there on any given season, and there'll be a woman that's like thirty on there, and they call her an old maid or a cougar. Yeah. And I'm like, what? She's 30. Like, that is so young. Why are, you know, you would never look at a 30-year-old man and say that. No, no. And so that's, again, why it's tuning out that noise because it's made up. If the stigma doesn't exist for men, why does it exist for women? And yeah, sure, there's like that reproductive side we mentioned, but what if that's not even something you want? Or like, what if you can't? exactly. If you want to adopt or if you, you can have kids at 40, like it's oh, like, sure. Yeah. Maybe a little My bit mom did rise, have me but... at 40 and I'm fine. So <laughs> are I'm you just though? Saying, I mean, I'm mostly fine. <laughs> like I do have really bad joints, but besides that, like I'm vibing, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. And the thing but... is like, you'll have, I mean, with our parent generation, it was a lot more common to get married at like 17, 18, 19. Dude, it was totally my normal. Mom, my mom got married two months after college graduation. She was 22 <laughs> year, two years old when she married my dad. Like that is, yeah. like and no judgment. That's Love wild. you, mom. But... Yeah. 
<laughs> right. Hi, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening. Um, but no, it's just but, like, that's crazy to me to think at my, me at 22. Oh my God. I could not get married. I could barely yeah. take care of myself. Right. Exactly. And now I mean, statistics show that the older people get married, the more chance of success there is just naturally mm -hmm. because you know yourself better. And that's a huge splitting point of relationships is people sometimes get married too young and then they have different priorities 15 years down the line. And yeah. that's okay. I mean, it sucks, yeah. obviously, but like that happens. Well, and divorce is so stigmatized too, but sometimes it's the best decision for you right. to end, end a relationship if it's not serving you or it's not serving your kids. And um, I think like the, the summary of our episode is like tuning out the noise, which obviously is easier said than done because we have so much conditioning in our minds, but tuning out the noise and making decisions that feel good for you and you don't tie your worth to your career to your relationship to x y and z i think is also really important but yeah if you can find a space where you can tune out that noise and it's not that you can't take other people's opinions it's just like who's living in the shoes is it you or is it your grandma or your step sister right. you know what i mean like right. you're the one that's gonna exactly. have to live in that decision like actually you were the one that had to would have had to stay at up and be miserable for right. 10 years right like that's no one else was going to have to live that experience. And so that's why, like I said, even though it's easier said than done, that's why it's so important to tune into what you want and what feels good for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And these things even trickle down to like what we wear or what we feel like our bodies look like. Like I was even thinking the other day. So if you haven't seen me, I have really, really long blonde hair. Like it's almost down to my waist. And I was thinking, oh my God, I'm 27. Like, is my hair too long for a 27 year old? Do I need to cut it? And it's like, what was I thinking? Who cares? Like who gives a shit? Not yeah. gonna lie. Like I have great hair, so I'm just gonna Keep it, girl. ride with it <laughs> until I can't. Like who cares how long your hair is just because you turn... 26 doesn't mean you need to cut your hair into a bob like actually it, it's all made up like it's, it's all we all we made everything up it, it, we made it all i know we sound like so existentialist but we did like society made it all up and like we didn't even have a say in this timeline so why or these rules quote unquote that we put on ourselves about like our even our hair or like you know, we could get, we're going to do a whole episode on body image. Don't worry. But yeah. yeah like, can just... I wear a crop top as a 27 year old? Or is that weird? I don't know. Can I shop at Revolve? Am I too old for that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly crazy when you sit back and I think that's why we're getting existentialist a little bit, because it's crazy when you sit back and think about all the rules and expectations that we have socially and culturally. And it's just, it's insane. And so Mm -hmm. If you can, and it's to hard to break it down. Like it really can take months and years. In our situation, yeah. I would say it took like a like two good like solid two three years yeah. of peeling back the layers little by little and being like, why do I care what this person thinks? Why and do lots I of care? <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, absolutely. Because we went to therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's like, why do we care what this random person from college might think if they see that 
I'm doing this job or I'm going back to this school or I'm making a podcast, whatever. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Why do I give a shit if this person I haven't seen in six years judges me because I'm doing something different than what they're doing? Because it really doesn't matter. As long as you're working on your happiness, that's legitimately the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, happiness is fleeting, right? And so you want to be able to create a life where it's – that's what I tell my clients, and I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but – when they come to me and they're like, get rid of my anxiety. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. However, let's work to have more days where you don't feel whatever it is that you're experiencing, because you're still going to have days where you experience whatever it is. However, let's work to have more. um, I don't like using good versus bad, but just for um, some, simplicity terms I'm going to use like let's have more good days than bad Mm -hmm. days and I think that that's where if you want to measure anything try to measure it like that not measuring it based on okay what's my salary what's my relationship what's my um what are my goals right like let's not measure it on all these external things but let's measure it on how we feel internally and I know that sounds kind of cheesy but I think it's true and of course those there's nothing wrong with those external things like if you're striving for something that's amazing and check on your inner self check on how your inner self is doing because that shit matters yes absolutely and I guess a way that I think about it is stability because I know with myself Mm -hmm. like I'm still gonna have really anxious days like this weekend I had a random panic attack I don't know what brought it on like that shit just happens sometimes and I kind of think about it as okay when looking back at this week did I mostly feel okay yeah okay it was Mm -hmm. a good week like did I mostly feel good because like you said we're not going to be happy all the time that's just not really like a stagnant emotion that you just sit in all the time that's not natural well no emotions are stagnant they're all fleeting right exactly so like did I feel pretty good pretty decent most of the time yeah okay like check that off like that was a good week Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or did I feel miserable because I'm doing something that I feel like I should be doing rather than what I want to be doing? Right. Um, yeah. But we hope that today's episode was helpful for you in in some way, right? Whether it was kind of decreasing that stigma around not knowing what you're going to do at 25 or 26 or 29 even, right? Like, who cares? Or 50. Or, <laughs> it's yeah, fine. or... Yeah, it's fine. Again, <laughs> we should make the title of this episode, It's Fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, or, yes. or you need to calm down, which is what I would say to my 22-year-old self. Yes. Yeah, That's not, what like, I kept thinking, the Taylor Swift song. Okay, we found our, our title. <laughs> yes, love it. You need to calm down. I'm going to put that in the the background noise. <laughs> oh, perfect. We, I mean, we're, we are huge Swifties, so. Yes, so true. And look, she's like, what, 31 or something? And she's still, I mean, she might be married. Nobody really knows if she's married, engaged, just with Joe. I mean, that's a whole, <laughs> we could do a whole episode on that. She doesn't have kids that we know of. So, right. and she's successful and she seems to be in a really good place. So, 
you know, we need to do a whole episode on Taylor because she's I know. such a she's such a badass. How she started her I own know. record label because she did something that she felt like she shouldn't do anymore, right? Which I love. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes on theme with our episode about not doing things because you think you should. Uh huh. Absolutely. She's definitely been breaking down barriers, especially for women and women in music for a really long time so i agree let us know if you want us to do a taylor swift deep dive a <laughs> yeah, psychological deep listen? dive <laughs> right <laughs> um but yeah as always um if anything resonated with you and you feel like you want to reach out to a professional please do um obviously like we said because we went to therapy we've been able to um help to self-reflect out. yeah Yeah, and help tune out the noise because it definitely helps when you have somebody that you're talking to and they're like, are you sure you really want to do that? Because that's... Right, somebody that's impartial, like completely impartial, third party, has no stake. No stake. I got no skin in the game. (laughs) Right, exactly. Except your best interest, right? I always have my client's best interest at heart when it comes to what I'm saying or doing. Not that Mm -hmm. I know everything because they're the experts on them. Oh, I want to end with that. You are the expert on you. Like people come to me and they're like, okay, you're the professional. Tell me what to do. And I'm like, I mean, I'll help you reflect, but I'm not going to tell you what to do because you know yourself best. And that's not my job. Yeah. They can help. The professionals can help you get there, but you have to kind of drive the boat in order Mm -hmm. to, you know, do it yourself. Everybody can make suggestions and try to help you all day long. But like Emily said, you really have to, kind of put in that work yourself you know you know what's best for you and you know what does and doesn't work yep yep it might take some time to figure that out but that's okay right another theme of this episode is it's okay if it takes time to figure things out Mm -hmm. yep it's totally fine please we gotta stop stigmatizing feeling right the rush slowing down feeling bad about where you're at in life no matter it sounds so cheesy but truly no matter where you're at right now it is okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely because it's so- all made up <laughs> <laughs> it's a what is that people say like it's, it's all a-, a social construct oh i'm thinking about the other one it's like uh like we're like in a snow globe or something yeah we're all in like a, a simulation. simulation yeah that's what I, I don't know why my mom went to snow globe i did class like, okay. <laughs> s it starts with an s <laughs> that's a whole other story but yeah it's all i mean nobody even knows if this is if this is all real is anybody even listening to this podcast emily like are Actually, we real i don't I know i think it's time to <laughs> time it's to time end. to log off and go to bed it's getting late <laughs> Um, but if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review, please. Um, it really helps out the show and go follow us on the, um, because we went to therapy Instagram and check us out on Spotify and Apple podcasts and more and good night, Ash. Love you. Yes. Love you too. And don't forget it's a simulation. Bye.